Welcome back to another episode of RC Stuff powered by Hobbywing. My name is Charlie Swanka. I'm here with two-time drone racing world champion Jordan Tempkin. Jordan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm feeling good. It's a wonderful day out. It's good. Life is good. How are you doing? I am fantastic. I got a chance to get out and fly. I have a couple topics for us to discuss this evening. And I got to uh, hang out with Moak. So we'll we'll talk about that as well. That's always a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always, always is. So uh, what what are your topics? What are you thinking? What's on your mind? I think that RC stuff is geared towards some pretty heavy, heavy duty nerds. Mm hmm. And yourself, myself included, folks that have been around doing lots of hobby stuff for a while. So I was going to go over a couple, maybe less than common questions that come up that some of us are, as we're moving through getting into the hobby, we find a couple topics that we have to ask all of a sudden. And it's not a super common question, but it comes up often enough that I talk about it. So So this is advanced tips? Maybe. Pro Pro tip? I call right. it, I, I wrote it down as less common questions. That sounds less exciting. I know. I mean, some, well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes their topics aren't going to be that exciting. I'm sorry. That's true. That's true. But right, it is let's, exciting. Let's hear, uh, let's hear one of them. One of them, motor rotation. So in the world of uh, RC car off-road racing, in the world mm-hmm. of drone racing, in the world of uh, no-prepped racing, motor rotation has become an issue, which direction the motor goes. And whether you're dealing with a sensor-based RC car system or in drone racing, we deal with sensorless motors, mm-hmm. similar to the sensorless RC car motors as well. You got to deal with motor rotation setup. And it can be speed control settings or it can be simple as wiring topics as well. So one of the things that I run into kind of pretty frequently is folks building a RC car that has a reverse transmission for some reason, and they want to run a sensor-based setup, and they, they got whatever speed control and motor combo, and they need to know how to do that. In the Hobbywing lineup, there's only the XR10 Pro G2, which is the top-of-the-line racing model, the XR10 Pro G2 160, I think is the full name, and the XR8 series offer sensor motor rotation as an option. So if you have a backwards tranny vehicle or for whatever reason, you just have to run the motor backwards. Those are the two or three speed controls that you want to What is at. a backwards tranny situation? So <laughs> mid-motor cars, transmission uh-huh. is what we're talking about for all Got you it. dirty-minded folks. Transmissions. Um, some of the vehicles, the motor in a two-wheel drive, say stadium truck, or buggy or short course truck, the motor hangs out the back of the car mm-hmm. or the vehicle. And for these mid-motor vehicles, they, they run the transmission the other direction. They, they spin it around. So the motor's in the middle of the vehicle. Got it, got it, got it. The drag race cars, some of this is starting to happen as well. Um, and more so, a lot of folks will get a car off the unknown internet and it'll have a backwards transmission or a reverse rotation transmission of some sort, whether it be a shaft drive car or whatever the case may be, and they have to deal with stuff like this. So it, it, it comes up from time to time. Okay. So for sensor-based, like high-performance stuff, you want to look XR10 Pro G2, XR8 Pro, uh, SCT, and the XR8 Plus are the sensor-based stuff that we can do motor rotation on. And are you just we- out of luck? If you, uh, can you just not reverse it if it's like not one of those 
for sensor mode operation you uh-huh. are yes very oh really yeah and people are real sad they call up and they, they find out and they're not happy and i understand you spend yeah, yeah. coin you got your stuff together and you find out it doesn't have this feature the short story is there's a reason for that um the rules and regulations for blinky mode and all these other things that go on make it so that some speed controls simply can't have the option to do this and still remain legal for racing huh. stuff so it, it, it's the that's the short answer it gets much more involved than that unfortunately sure sure as it always does mm-hmm. okay so that that's very different than what we have in drones where it's just like they're kind of directionally agnostic <laughs> very much so or i mean in the same regard uh sensorless like rc cars are the same way you just switch two motor wires to fix the rotation oh okay well that that's easy enough right and for drones i have found that it's easier to switch two motor wires often than it is to plug into beal heli and make all of that happen so i'm a wire guy myself but then you won't have super clean wires dude you can't tell with my wiring dog. <laughs> That's true. It's probably a mess anyways. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, so we got these sensor motors. Mm-hmm. And this is your frequently asked infrequent question. Uncommon questions. Less yeah. common questions, I think. Uh-huh. So I have another one that I... Well, I, wait. I don't think you finished. I didn't? Well, I you did. Oh, did I, you... Did we get sidetracked again? Well, so when you have these these two higher and reversible things, is it how do you reverse that motor? Well, I thought that was the final conclusion of the sure. So yeah. with a sensorless setup, you switch to wires. In these advanced uh, sensor racing setups, it's a setting in the speed control that has it's called motor rotation, and mm-hmm. it's dictated clockwise or counterclockwise. So you basically plug in the programming device, change the setting. If you're not familiar with the programming devices for your speed control. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, there's an LCD programming box or the Wi-Fi Express. They plug into the fan port or the programming port on the speed control, and they allow you to make some very quick and simple adjustments to the settings. Cool, cool. So that's it's easy as a setting. Yes, I mean, for the most part. You want to get down on, if you're going to run these things hard to some mm-hmm. motor tuning as well, adjusting the motor, turning the timing down, the mechanical end bell timing down on the motor, and you know, kind of monitoring temperatures and stuff like that as you run through it. But for the most part, the speed control takes care of everything. So, right, right. And if you're buying a high, high end speed control motor combo like that, you're probably going to want to get down and dirty, huh? With the settings and the two. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that depends on the person. Well, you'd be, you know, some people like tweaking like a lot. I know a few people who are more builders than they are flyers. Very much so. You know, it's always maxing out that that hardware. The the bench racing game is very strong where you can, you know, show someone how rad your stuff is and they're like, you already beat me. So, <laughs> right. It's aesthetics over over everything. But just a quick recap. Uh, settings on the speed control plus a couple adjustments on the motor as far as the end bell timing goes so that you turn those all the way down. And some of the motors, they're going to have opposite timing available so you can see that on the end bell. It's actually marked and you're going to use that accordingly. If none of this makes any sense, don't worry. You can always email us. Northamerica at hobbywing.com. Send me an email and we'll point you in the right direction. There you go. Charlie's a man. He's got it either way. 
via podcast or phone call. I, I try to help all the people. And then um, I do have another topic. If that's okay. okay. I, I mean, yeah, I yeah, let's, do, uh, let's do topic number two. This is one that I call an RC wives tale. Cause I, I get this question. I wouldn't say all the time, but I get it enough that I want what I'd like to bring it up. And the people mm-hmm. ask me, can my speed control handle a 100 C battery? Can my setup handle yep. a 120 C yep. battery? Yep, I get that too. Sometimes I actually sure. just answered that the other day for somebody. Just so you guys know, no such thing as too much C rating. It's a, it's not a thing. You can have too little C rating and get terrible performance and some problems with operation and overheating batteries and stuff like that. But it when it comes to too much C rating, no such thing. You can't have right. too much C rating. The well, battery- other than potential cost, right? Because generally higher C means higher cost sure. and you might not need sure. all that C. Well, in your world of drone racing, sure. In the car racing world, no such thing. You can really? always, you need it. You want it. You, that's where you need to be is all the C's. I guess that's right. For drones, we have to worry about weight and stuff. And as C goes up, weight normally goes up. And then it's like uh, it plateaus eventually. I well, think. so if I compare how many batteries I've destroyed flying my drone compared to how many batteries I've destroyed with my RC cars as far as crash damage, right. I could say that I would be looking to save a couple pennies here and there on my drone batteries for right. sure. Yeah. Because yep, I go through drone mm-hmm. batteries 10 to 1, 20 to 1 compared to my, my truck batteries. I have a box right now that I got to go take to the hazardous waste place, but where do you, everywhere where do you, it's closed. Where, where do you dispose of your lipos, if I may ask? Is oh, that quick quick pro tip. Yeah, pro, quick pro tip. Thank you. Uh, generally, most municipalities have a, a hazardous home hazardous waste disposal oh. sites. Oh, you are fancy. Uh, that's either at your local transfer station or somewhere it's somewhere else here in Seattle. Wait, wait, what's, um, a, what's a transfer station? Transfer station. Probably a train station to me. They take them to No, train. it's like a, it's where they collect all the trash before it then gets transferred to the landfill. City life. You got that city. Right. So it's a it's a sorting facility for right. trash and recycling. And it's in the city instead of in the middle of who knows where. But generally, if you Google uh, home hazardous waste, home I think it's hazardous waste, the HHW folks. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm double checking real quick. Are you Googling the, it right now? Yeah, yeah it's uh, there you go. Uh, dispose of ho- household hazardous waste. Yeah. Household hazardous waste is the keywords you want to look for. Thank you. Key, um, keywords are are the key to life. I didn't ever knew how important keywords were. And life. generally, I believe it's free for household stuff, and it costs money for commercial stuff, as commercials stuff I, always does. But as a hobbyist, you can generally just go, go, hey, I got a bunch of this stuff for my RC hobby, and they go, okay, thank you very much. Have a nice day. The other one that uh, I like to use is your local big box electronics store. They will uh, mm-hmm. have a battery disposal return area in the front of the store you drop off yep. the battery pack there every once in a while it doesn't do nobody no harm they, they take yeah care. i have enough that i think it would be alarming i said once in a while yeah you, right you can maybe every time i go to best buy i'll just bring one battery in my pocket and just 
over the course of the next four and a Jordan, half years. Jordan, 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 <laughs> Jordan, you're so unprofessional. I said your local big box electronics store. Please, please don't use name brand. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're by, by you're, the be- local, better buys. Your local big box <laughs> electronics store. What's wrong? Oh, so I also should have said I'm web searching. You need to web search for your, your local hazardous waste depo- disposal site. I, I tell people on the phone when they call me up to Google it often. It feels yeah, like. you should start saying web search. Web search? Are you, I, internet search? I like internet search as a backup too. There you go. All right. uh, I, I totally lost track of whatever topic two was. Topic two was the max C rating, which we got through because it was an easy one. There's no such thing as two. Oh, yeah. There's no such thing. And then I have a, a third topic, if you're interested. And this one will be quick and easy, I promise. All right, shoot. Timing. Oh, I, gosh. I know, I know you're scared immediately. I know. I, so if anyone wants to go back to our very first episode, we right. tried to tackle this concept of timing. For so st- the, we are ambitious. So this is, a, this is a basic concept because now everybody is kind of into this stuff. And if they're listening mm-hmm. to the show right now, they already know what kind of timing is. And they have a very simple question. And it's almost always the same. Okay. Do they add together? And and that that that's the simple part. You have turbo timing, you have boost timing, and then you have end bell timing. All of those mm-hmm. numbers sort of add together to give you your total timing. And then there's a couple of losses that happen through the mechanics of motor operation that means you lose some of those numbers. Because in the end, those numbers aren't an exact thing. Like 10 degrees of turbo timing isn't going to exactly equal 10 degrees of boost timing isn't going to equal exactly 10 degrees of end bell time it's a on paper versus reality situation but in the end they all kind of add together and that's the the basic way that you can tell how much is too much type of deal because if you get past let's say 60 degrees it can get real Mm -hmm. dangerous so the farther people have already dangerous they're laughing right now because they're like, I run 60 degrees already, stupid. Because the farther you get past 60, the more dangerous it starts to get. So you got to be kind of more. Right. Prepared. That's the edge. That's where you're pushing the limits. Me, me, yeah. That's a, the motor has three uh, phases, two poles, 60 degrees times three is 180 degrees. So you have this perfect circle of magnetism, so to speak. And that's how a motor works. It, uh i see and once you right. get past 60 you're now overlapping your, yeah you're starting your... to fire past and, and right for some of this stuff i mean because of the losses and the way the math works and all this you're gonna need to go a little past and that's why the speed control allows that stuff because we know that that's not necessarily right. if, if you're one of the guys on the drag strip and you need that extra little itty bitty bit some of it has to do with what the load, there, right? the load the motor's under and the RPM it's operating at to determine how accurate those numbers are. So they mean more or less with different loads. Generally speaking, for the mega nerds, the higher the load the motor's under, the farther the difference is going to be, the less effective the changes are going to be, I guess is what I'm mm, trying to say. Mm. Okay? Got it. Okay. And that, that was the quick and easy uh, timing one. So that, yeah, wasn't, that wasn't so right? bad. So that's everything yeah, I had to yeah. say about that. Okay. okay. That was like three minutes. I've been working on it, trying to simplify things a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm, that, that making a lot of sense. Good. Uh, that's the first time I think that timing in degrees yes. for an electric yes. motor clicked Excellent. for a, for a split 
for a split second. Well, that's good. Because we yeah. have timing in um, drones as well. There's a motor timing setting in your speed control, yeah. and it's much to the same effect. If you run that higher or lower, you're essentially making the motor faster or slower, and it, it's kind of doing the same thing. It's the way that right. the speed control applies. So, firing so let's let's do a little uh, thought problem then. Yes. Uh, if a multi-rotor motor is, what, 14 poles generally? Okay. Uh, what is I that that you. maximum timing that you wouldn't want to go past on a multi-rotor oh god no idea i uh let's see so many math things would have to happen you did you did the math on the other one so fast you're like 60 plus this equals 180 and that's a circle and boom i already knew that yeah well that's why it's a thought problem so it has to do with the magnets as well as the number of poles on the stator so you have to do both of them and and that I fail in my nerddom and not knowing those those statistics. So well, uh, maybe we'll come back next episode. This with is that information. Well, here, this is why. Do we have homework? Did we just give ourselves homework? You did. This is no. why the, those speed controls in drones and for those type <laughs> motors don't have degrees. And if they do, they have very very small amounts of degrees. Right. I think default like, in Bia Heli is what sixteen degrees. I believe like high, medium, low. It goes up to like thirty or something like that. So that'd yeah, be yeah. The guys in BL Heli are smarter than I am. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. They're definitely smarter than me too. But, uh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I think default is 16 degrees, which is a lot smaller than your 60. Right. Well, I, and just for a point of reference, a motor always runs better with some amount of forward timing in it. Zero timing is not ideal no matter what, unless you have to run it equal amounts forward and reverse but if it's primarily going to run one direction positive timing if you will in that direction does wonders for the motor even if it's a small amount that's why all of the speed controls have a little bit of timing in them. right it's a little bit of uh uh what's the word i'm thinking of anticipation no i like to call it favoritism it, oh there you go elect- like the that. electrons like to favor going that way so you tell them go that way first yeah i like that that's science folks <laughs> uh any other topics do you have a four topic number four i do oh let's hear it it's motor service and gearing oh motor service i'm actually curious about this as, as in like how do you keep maintaining yep. I've, I've had some conversations with some customers on the phone and on the emails and they want to know what they can do to make their rc car last a really long time and they want to protect their investment of their motor and speed control. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Uh-huh. My RC cars get extremely small amounts of maintenance. Mm, However, I, I, for some reason, I'm not surprised. Yeah, like all things in my life. <laughs> but the motor in your RC car is doing more RPM than anything else. So in turn, it's, it's bearings are seeing higher RPMs and temperatures yep. and all that stuff than anything else. But yep. for the most part, all I do with my motors is brush, dust them off and oil the bearing on the, the exposed bearing. And that tends to keep them in a very long, healthy life. For a v- yeah, very I feel long. like cleaning is is step number one to maintenance. The, the big thing is the dusting off of the motor so that when you oil it, it doesn't pull the dirt in. To get the dirt off externally before you oil the bearing, I think, is the, the key to my success. Uh, random note that reminds me when you said dusting off. Uh, what do you think the best way to clean a keyboard is? I just discovered this. I turn it upside down and tap on it. A paintbrush. Oh, Pro tip. Yeah. 
Yeah, made, that was well. My know, girlfriend was like, "Here's a paintbrush for your keyboard," and I was like, "What? Why?" Because you've been. Why would I... If you guys didn't know, Jordan has to simulate a lot lately, so he's probably been touching <laughs> his keyboard like crazy. So his, his loving girlfriend made sure that he sanitized himself. So good, good job. Man. <laughs> uh, that's simulate, simulate. Whatever. I, I think it's called simulating because you guys <laughs> seem to be having way too much fun. Anyways, uh, back to the the maintenance. So the uh, you you brush the dust. The, the dust off and the oiling seems to be a big thing. And folks ask me what kind of oil, and I I feel terrible because I just say bearing oil. I shop at a hobby shop when it comes to my RC car stuff, and they sell bearing oil. So right. I buy, I buy the bearing oil. If what have I used? I've used in the past uh, light, lightning lightning. Yeah. Super lightweight motor oil is what I used back in my old oval racing days. My dad would buy synthetic Ooh. motor oil, the lightest weight. And we I would think my stuff was for yeah. skateboards. Right. Stuff like that. But it's all the same, I'm sure. But I mean, if you have any excuse to go to the hobby shop and buy something, go to the hobby shop, buy some bearing oil and have them special order for you. They love that sort of thing. <laughs> no, for real. You'd laugh. But if, if it wasn't for hobby shops, I wouldn't be where I am today. That's true. They are the and heart and soul. Because we talked about motor services and gearing, gearing comes along with that because this one's semi-common and it comes down to the same thing with motor service because this comes along with bearing damage. I run into folks that have motors that run for X amount of time and then their motor bearing goes bad, the one that the pinion side's on. They mm-hmm. want to know what happened. From my experience, I've, I've, I don't want to say beat on my rc cars pretty hard but i have Uh i haven't had to kill a bearing until something got into the spur gear or the pinion gear there's some sort of rock dirt whatever that gets into the spur gear and then you can kill a motor bearing that way i haven't personally had one damage from just like normal use so to speak so most don't get bashed around like a drone bearing motor do but i mean they're they're a little better protected i you know what i really like is that you don't have enough rc car but we're gonna solve that i got some. no i, I, I don't some, have any actually. i got some things in in motion that we're getting you an rc car i i hear that i, he- I heard that you know prep racer is in motion yeah, i'm, I'm excited, excited. Yeah. but anyway back to the gearing so just make sure you check spur gears pinion gears for stuff in them on a semi-regular basis because i've run into too many folks that have had gears and bearings and problems for kind of whatever quote unquote no reason so that's usually where it comes from and i'm sure moisture too right like just general like if your if your stuff gets wet make sure you dry it properly well that's general bearing maintenance and stuff like that but i'm speaking more specifically to the motor bearing getting Mm. damaged from stuff getting in your gears but yeah Mm -hmm. right that's where the brushing comes Uh nice Uh i like it yeah, I mean that's that's something that I've been trying to be more uh, aware of is just cleaning things after getting back from a day of hobbying. Mm-hmm. You know, even it makes everything last longer. I've I've been I've been flying a bit more. I've been tra- hanging out with Travis, going lunch flying, uh-huh. and I found that my flight bag gets filthy. So when I get yep. home, I try to take everything out and empty the filth out of my flight bag. So. I uh I didn't do that for a really long time and I put my laptop in my bag in the laptop oh. sleeve. Oh. And apparently there was like a layer of sand from never having cleaned out my backpack in the is laptop that, sleeve that, is that just super got... good, Is that super good for your laptop? 
Yeah, it's great for the keyboard. Oh, it seems like it would be. Yep. But all I had to do was pull out my new paintbrush. No, I'm kidding. I didn't have that awesome technology at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just lived with it. Uh, but yeah, clean clean your stuff. Yeah. So this this touches on the topic that I haven't. We've all been in different situations for your sheltering in place and hobby at home and all that fun stuff. And I got a chance to go out and get some lunch flying in recently. Yeah. And I got to yeah. hang out with Travis. You know Travis. If you guys I do know I do know Travis. He kind of disappeared from the social media scene. His name is Moke, and he used to be you know a, a wonder. He used to of, be like the Instagram drone instagrammer he clip guy like he had yeah all these sweet banger clips back when instagram used to be 15 seconds that's what i used to say so he's 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 still alive folks in case you're a moke fan good days he's he's still around he's still flying so i've been able to get on fly and chase copter and just kind of sit around and talk while we're flying and it's Mm -hmm. been super fun like i haven't done that in a very long time so it was it was refreshing to get back out and hobby a little bit and i i bring this up for a a, pl- a plug because we did an episode on the Charlie show where I set up my camera and me and Travis hung out and did our lunch fly. So, Oh, so if you want to see yeah. what the whole experience is like, I, that, that episode is 20 some odd minutes. It's a lot. And I will, I will tell you, I spent hours editing out all the curse words. So if you can find a couple curse words in there, send me an email <laughs> and uh, send you a t-shirt. You got to timestamp it so I can go find it. I can only imagine. It was with labor you two. It was labor intensive. <laughs> that sounds like fun. It was. I wish I could. I wish I could go fly at Swamp Spot with you guys. Oh, I I still think that that was one of my coolest episodes of the Charlie Show was when my celebrity guest came out to the Swamp Spot that time. <laughs> that one time many years ago. Right. Cool. What else? Any uh, anything else going on in uh, in Charlie Land? Um, Charlie Land. I did a couple Mega Moto rides on my little mini moto. You know my Grom. I got a Honda Grom, mm-hmm. a one twenty five cc fun little motorcycle with twelve inch yeah. tires on it, and and it made me realize there's a lot of crossover nerding, and I thought that it would be interesting for us to chat, you know, real briefly. But some of the stuff that hobby nerding has carried over into <laughs> the real world, I say with air quotes. <laughs> like, I, for my, example, my my Grom, I mounted some body parts, things that I kind of picked up from doing RC car things of trimming plastics and shaving things with a Dremel and drilling holes and, and just stuff that. I don't know. From the motorcycle folks that I've met, they got no clue on that stuff. But because I'm a little bit of an RC nerd, I'm like, yeah, no problem. You just drill a hole and stick it in there, and away you go. Right, you're a, you're a confident DIYer. Well, I also have a more free time than most. So if right. I get it, I get it wrong. I can cover up my mistakes, and nobody knows. So I got that going for me too. Yeah, I, I mean got- that's hobby DIYing is all about hiding all your crimes, right? Mm-hmm. Do it again later, better. Yeah. <laughs> Or at least cover up that mistake with something else. I mean, even the wiring stuff. We we got to a point where we we found 
some sweet things that we could do with the running lights. And because of my nerd friends, I hit up the professor. We had a conversation. Next thing you know, he's ordering some diodes, and we know how to solder the things together and make plug harnesses. And we got custom lighting on our groms that nobody else has. Like right. That. And if you were to purchase that, it would cost some. They don't even sell it, dude. Like you, I tried to buy it before Priceless. I had the conversation. I try not Priceless. to. I try not to wear out the professor with my pointless conversations. But when something uh-huh. comes up, I want to make sure I internet searched it so that <laughs> I, I didn't. He's, he's, he doesn't internet search it and then it's like stupid. Just buy this instead. So we got a diode and we solder this thing in a certain way, hook up some wires, and now we got running lights that are always on that you normally can't have. Like it. It was that's fantastic rad. with some RC nerdery. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, I I definitely see that here and there. Like whenever my headphones break, I'm like, oh, here your we head, go. Your headphones break often. Uh, it's like maybe every other year at this point. It's all I that stimulating you've been doing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, or for example, I uh, I had to assemble a desk that has electronics in it. It's one of these sweet standing desks. I'm going to gloat about my sweet new standing desk. Oh, you're going to have to update us on standing desk life. I tried that. It's pretty rad, dude. It has two linear actuators in the legs, so I can click a button. Have you been... How how many days in a row have you standed at your desk? uh, I I do both throughout the day. Oh, so you're a switcher. Yeah, I I go up or down. That's the key to success. (laughs) Back at... Back in my day, we didn't have those fancy desks. I had to commit to the standing, and I made it about two months, and I gave up. Yeah, no, I, there was no way I was going to commit to just a standing desk. Well, my workbench is committed to just a standing desk, though. But maybe there's a reason I haven't been building that much lately. Yeah, I found that it, <laughs> it definitely affected my workflow, because i got to stand up to do that. Uh, I'm going to do something yeah. else. Well, I'll, I'll be looking forward to the next update. I'm 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 excited. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. I'm I'm enjoying my time. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I mean that's that's been that. I went out and flew long range for the first time in a while. If you guys uh, didn't know, Jet on Instagram is my co-host, and you guys can follow along with uh, Jet Jet dot FPV. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, but it uh. So what did we do? A buddy of mine went out. We were going to go off-roading and go fly mountains. And the cruiser. Still, yeah, but there's still a bunch of snow everywhere uh, at high altitudes. So, so we made it like he's got a Tacoma and I was in my cruiser and we were kind of just like romping around, but we only made it to the, like the beginning of the forest service roads that we normally romp around because it's still a bunch of snow up there apparently you guys have some pretty awesome zones up there yeah we do and and then me and my other buddy went up a few days later and we went to the end of a dirt road that i've always wanted to know what was at the end oh so like yeah checked it off the list yeah well it's one of those like it's achievement unlocked yeah, it was a normal road that then turns into a dirt road at the end and keeps going to what feels like endlessly. Um, but it's not endless. It's like 10 or 15 miles. <laughs> um, well, it's, but it's dirt road, so you're going maybe 15, 10 to 15 miles an hour the whole time. It's slow going pothole. So, so, so it takes you some land. time to get out there. 
Yeah, yeah. So and that's why we we've always like gone halfway down the road and be like, are, yeah, it's not worth it. Are, those, turn around. are those where the clips are from? That's where the most recent. Because the last couple of clips, if I don't want to, uh, I don't know. If, I have this thing where I kind of like, you know, I'm a bit of a fan of Jet. Uh-huh. But these uh-huh. last these last couple of clips, they were yeah, pretty. They were pretty. They, they, were pretty, pretty they were pretty banger, bro. Like I, yeah. I gotta say, like I was like, I watched them. That that yeah. clip of me driving down the road is the dirt road I'm talking about. Mm. Okay. Uh, but it's so we found a big rock at the end of it, which is going to be my next post tomorrow. Um, but it, it's this big just rock slab wall. And it was really, really fun because I haven't gotten to like skim the rock down a whole mountain in a while. Mm. You know, where you're like, man, if there's a a stray bush or stick sticking up. Done. Uh, yeah, no, boy. you know what? I have no idea what that's like, actually. So I, I'm glad that you've explained it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day, you know, you'll, I, fly, you'll... You know I fly in a giant open field that has seven right. trees in it. Like I right. know all seven of the trees and eight trees. I'm sorry. Extremely well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to, we'll have to get you out there sometime. No, I, so Travis, Got himself the new TBS. What's that little thing called? The Tango Two. Yep. So he's gonna pass me down your old radio and Crossfire. Actually. Oh, the DX Nine. Yeah. So I'm gonna nice. get that pretty soon, and we're gonna go. There's a couple spots along Skaggs where I ride my motorcycle that have some super, really attractive looking cliff dives that we can just kind of sit under and fly at. So it'll be a good kind of way to get a feel for some of that stuff where if you do crash you can at least collect the parts and then um just down the the way from that a bit there's a bunch of river bridge stuff that we can do and still have access to to kind of do some cool stuff and if we crash we can get ourselves over there for recovery go gopro recovery purposes of course do it to it well the uh the river that we are flying above at this moment is like extreme whitewater rafting you do not want to go in you'll die kind of river at the moment yeah ours aren't Absolutely. like that at the moment we're, we're good. good yeah we'll, be well you guys don't have much water down there do you i think there's a there's a dam that they open or close oh well that's i'm excited to see it hopefully we don't hear of charlie's lost a quad hmm how many do we have? This guy? I've lost one quad so far in my days of quad coppering. I know where it is, and I can't get mm-hmm. to it. That's the worst. Uh, where is it? So it's, it's a lake behind my uncle's house. Oh, it's somewhere in the lake. No, no, no. It's not somewhere. It's about thirty feet off the pier, and maybe like twenty feet to the left. Specifically, is where it is. You I know should, you should. Uh, Start scuba diving. Start a new hobby. The the to bottom your drone. The bottom of the lake is some sort of magical silt that's like thirty feet. Right. The right. silt. I don't. It's not thirty feet. It poofed into there and is forever gone. Yeah, I tried. I it was yeah. anyway. Oh well. I almost got malaria or some sort of tryptocopanosis from the lake trying to go after that. Some giardia. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a bummer. I haven't lost a quad yet. Knock, knock on yourself. He's knocking on wood, folks. You hear that? On my, on my sweet new table. Oh, oh yeah. That's, uh, that's synthetic wood. That might be a synthetic knock. You better be careful. Better knock on your hardwood synth- floors, bro. It's a synthetic knock. 
It's okay. Your drone's synthetic too, so maybe it'll understand. Yeah, that's actually been the newest thing also. You know, I was testing that before. I think last time I talked to you, Luke's hmm. new design that he's helped me with. Yes. The, the So I feel bad because mm-hmm. it's still sitting in the envelope, not built. I did. I forgot I sent you guys one. You, I, get, I transferred mine to Travis, so he's ready to build his, and we're waiting. He's supposed to print things. Mm-hmm. And I've been harassing him because I'm like, just print me some. I don't have a printer. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I don't have a printer, a 3D printer. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did. So I've been harassing him to print me some parts, and he's supposed to eventually. Right. I think he was designing new parts because, well, that's part of why I like to send him one. Because yeah. once he gets it, he's like, oh, right. now I get it. Now right. I get what I want. So, And he always has good ideas. He does. Yeah, he does. Uh, anyways, uh, I think that might bring us to the end of today's show. I'm okay right? with that. Yeah. yeah. No more topics? Do you have a secret topic? I mean, my secret topic is zip ties, folks. Become one with your zip ties. Learn the way of the zip tie. If you uh, aren't a member of the Project 399 uh, user group page and you need to learn how to mount some antennas, I posted some excellent pictures there on how I get that <laughs> Well, with that, I think that brings us to the end of another episode of RC Stuff Powered by Hobbywing. If you ever want to get into contact with us, have any questions, comments, feedback, whatever, uh, you can email us at rcstuff at hobbywing.com and we'll try our best to get back to you. Uh, thank you very much for stopping, Guy. I am Jordan and I was here with Charlie Swanka. See you guys next and- time. Yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful morning, midday, night, afternoon. Bye-bye, everybody.